We're, we're going to jump into a different series this week. Uh, we're going to seven signs, and we've been hitting some heavy stuff in Hebrews, right? It's been it's good, but it, it's been a little been a little deeper. Uh, not that this message won't be deep; it'll just be a little different. Uh, and as we look forward to Easter, if you didn't realize it, and then, you know, heads up. Wednesday, if you have any friends who are Catholic, they'll have ashes on their head. Don't go, dude, you have something there. Um, not our tradition, but it's like, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've awkwardly said something because uh, I didn't realize it was ashes. So we don't really do the ashes, but in looking forward to Easter, we're looking, uh, really, I, I, I always like reread sections of the gospel all the time, but especially as we, as we enter into Easter. And we're looking at uh, a thing, we're going to call it seven signs, because there are seven signs, the kind of like big miracles things that Jesus does in the book of John. Now, if you, depending on how you count it, you could actually get up eight or nine. So, but traditionally, we've, we've kind of done seven, and that's kind of where I kind of fall. Uh, I'll explain more as we go on. But uh, we'll be looking at the book of John. Now, the book of John, those of you who know, know, know I love the, the Gospels in general. You know I love Luke because you hear a lot about it. We read Matthew together. There's lots of good stuff in there. I like Mark because it's like the ADD Gospel because um, <laughs> Luke is like the longest and he really emphasizes how the Spirit's working. Matthew, uh, he kind of, he tells a lot of the same stories, but he does a lot of old, like Hebrew Bible connections and things that are really cool. Mark, ADD Gospel because he's just like, this happened, this happened, this happened. Like, it's very kind of, and everyone kind of does their own thing, but then you get to John who is the one Kid who really does his own thing, and he has this whole other way of looking at it. Um, when I was a kid, do you guys remember Sesame Street? I think it was a, one of these kids is doing their own thing, like three kids jumping rope and one's like riding a bike. Anyone? Yeah. So you, you're not that much younger than me, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just always remember that. And John is like one of those kids who's doing his own thing, and so we're gonna look at some things John says, and so. Uh, we're going to jump right in. First sign. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Uh, <laughs> Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. And so, uh, <laughs> so this is just like, a, you know, these are rookie disciples at this point. The disciples are just starting to hang out with Jesus. Um, you know, and it's kind of, you know, it says they were invited, but I'm always like, was it, you know, they were his plus one, you know, <laughs> you're plus 11. Uh, <laughs> and so Jesus gets invited to the party, you know, he, he makes the cut to get there. And so uh, Jesus is at a party. Now, it, it's kind of funny, Jesus is just being a, a normal person. And I know that's hard for a lot of religious people to just be normal people at a party. But, but Jesus is being a, just a normal kind of person. He's hanging out. Uh, and, and, you know, he doesn't, you know, I, I always wonder, though, did they ask him to pray? Because, like, you know, we did the potluck. Nobody would start eating till I got up and prayed, you know, right? And then like, any, any family function, you know, I'm the one to pray, you know. I remember I, actually, I had to pray at my sister's uh, wedding, which, you know, I, I started out with, um, you know, I, I did perform the ceremony. So outside of West Virginia, a man has few opportunities to marry a sister. Sorry, West Virginians, I just got to pick on somebody. You, you could easily pick on Southern Delaware. There were some Southern Delaware jokes going on this week. Uh, not with me, but I was being told them. Um, I stood up and I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, he's at the party. And, and, you know, if you read the Gospels, Jesus gets invited to parties, which is always interesting to me because, like, he must have been a likable guy on, on some level. And, you know, John 7, 33 
or Luke 7.33 says, For John the Baptist didn't spend time eating bread or drinking wine, and you say he's possessed by a demon. The Son of Man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. So Jesus got invited to the parties. And, and so Jesus is a fun guy. Now, being a fun guy is different than a party animal. People like you take that, like, yeah, Jesus, you know, he's got a mullet, you know, party, you know, business in front, party in the back. Woo! No, that's not how Jesus rolled, but he, he, I imagine him being a fun guy. And, and you know, uh, there's this joy that, that sometimes, you know, I, I can't remember the quote offhand. It was like some people, some Christians act like they've been baptized in vinegar. I, and I, I, I used that quote, and I just thought of it now, so I couldn't Google it. If you want to pause, I can Google it right now. While we, but, but you know what I mean? Like, there should be joy. There, there's, there's joy in faith. Like, because, I mean, you know, I, I thought I had fun before. I have a lot more fun now, and I have joy. And sometimes, even when circumstances are hard, you have this joy, this fun. You can be a kind of good person to be around. And so, Jesus at this wedding, and I always picture, though, 30-year-old unmarried dude at a wedding, you know, you're thinking, mom's like, can you find a nice single girl and settle down, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, she knew he was a little different, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, find a nice girl here. <laughs> and so, the, and they run out of wine. Now, this might be a really good idea. Some of the weddings some of us have been to, right? Like, <laughs> I've seen things. <laughs> I've heard things. I, some of them are funny, funny stories, and maybe we'll get together later and tell them. I'm not going to get all of them here, <laughs> but, uh, they, but they often involve a little too much uh, uh, merriment, if you will, uh, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and so you picture, this is probably, I don't know, I mean, they just got married. Maybe this is the first couple's fight, you know, because if you're married and you don't fight, I don't know if you're married, because <laughs> occasionally, when you have two people who grew up in different ways, you get married, there's a little friction. Whenever I told you, when I'm doing premarital counseling and the couple's like, oh, we never fight, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this wedding. And I stop them right there and tell them to leave. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I, because eventually, you, you're going you're gonna to have friction over something. And weddings, I don't, again, I don't really, I don't know all the culture there. I don't know how stressed they are. I mean, sometimes even like the wedding rehearsal can be super stressful. I mean, people get really upset because there's different traditions and different families, and I'm often put in the middle of it sometimes. I'm like, ah, you know, and it's like, and people can be kind of stressed about all the certain, I, I think more so before, younger brides seem to be a little less stressed about all the details, but especially, you know, 20 years ago, people, all the, this has to happen at this time, this, you know, all these things, pretty things happening, everything has to have like Pinterest shots, you know. I've had photographers between the bride and the groom taking the shots, and I'm like, well, I guess you're getting a good shot, but that's an awkward first dance. But, you know, people kind of worry about you know, all, all these details. And so I picture this is the first, maybe this is the first fight, because it's at the wedding, and you've run out of wine. And these are like multi-day events. And you've already run out of wine. It's, it's, a, it's a little embarrassing, you know. It's like, I picture, because men, I don't know, men tend, tend to not do much at the wedding. I mean, I, I showed up to mine. Um, that's generally the case. Sometimes it's not. But, you know, I, I, I remember tying birdseed bags for mine, and I remember showing up, um, 
and I think that's it. Uh, so my, my one job was to get there. Uh, <laughs> I, I picture maybe, maybe the groom's one job was to get the wine, you know, and he seriously miscalculated something, you know, and they're arguing, that's why we cut down the guest list. And oh, it's your Uncle Ezekiel drinking it all. You know, <laughs> like all, all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and, and you know, and so I, I picture too, like, have you ever been to a wedding? Anyone ever, ever anyone not been to a wedding? A couple of you. Uh, you you're, you're in for something. It's the best food, because that's really why I go to the weddings. I mean, I know, to celebrate the, the beautiful union that is marriage and um, some of the mashed potatoes at modern maturity, if you've ever been there. But, uh, it's, you know, some of you know what I mean. You've had those. I don't even eat mashed potatoes on a regular basis. Modern maturity, man, I, oh gosh, I fill up like a pinata, man. I'm like, <laughs> don't squeeze me. I'd be like a giant zit. But <laughs> anyway, so, you know, like uh, the wedding, it's like, you know, there's the anticipation. You're kind of waiting for your table to get called. And a lot of times because I do a wedding, I end up at like the last table or they forget about me. And so I'm sitting in the corner and you, I can imagine you finally get called up to the buffet and it, like, there's nothing there. No mashed potatoes. I would leave right then. I would not sign the wedding license. Um, you know, I don't know. It's kind of my picture, and it's this awkward moment. You know, you know, it says the mother of Jesus. You know, we, we know it's Mary, but for some reason, you know, John never uses that name in the gospel. Uh, you know, our, you know, Mary comes up to Jesus. You know, and you kind of people picture all kinds of things and like why she's coming up to Jesus. It's, you know, blame him for bringing too many hungry disciples. I mean, these guys are fishermen. They probably ate a lot, you know, drank a lot. You're like, oh, great. You know, Peter drank everything. Uh, you know, maybe she, you know, some people think, oh, well, maybe she's gossiping a little. Uh, you know, uh, maybe we're expecting to run out and get more. Like, you know, Jesus, you got some disciples. Could you go out and get some barrels of wine or something? Or was she just whining about it? Come on, that's good. <laughs> anyway, she expects something. And so, and it's, again, this is up to seven days. It's a major faux pas. Uh, and, and Jesus says uh, in verse 4, Woman, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. Now, to me, when I read that in English, does that sound a little disrespectful? <laughs> yeah. It, uh, the culture in the Greek, not so much. I mean, it's like, I mean, <laughs> you know, the first miracle was that, you know, uh, <laughs> in John is that, you know, Jesus' mama didn't grab him by the ear. <laughs> you know, uh, you know it, it does. And, you know, I, I would never expect my, ch if my, 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 if my children were like, woman, <laughs> to my wife, you know, there would be things that would have to be discussed. <laughs> you know, and, and you know what I mean? But really, it, it's kind of, this is like where translation sometimes misses, and it would be kind of more like like ma'am or dear uh, or dear dear woman or ma'am or you know it, not quite the the impact that the English would have. And he says, you know, my hour has not yet come. Not and, and really, uh, it's, it's not time yet to make a public scene. And, and John uses the term the hour, my hour, his hour, to really to indicate a time when Jesus is going to return to the Father through his death and resurrection. And so it's really, it's not the time to reveal his glory yet. Uh, but, but, you know, but Jesus kind of, I guess his mom senses he's going to do something anyway. And his, his mother says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Uh, and Mary orders the servants, which is kind of interesting because 
you kind of think, well, maybe this is like cousins of Jesus or something. Like maybe there's some connection here. She has some authority here. Uh, uh, she just kind of knows she's going to do something. It says this in verse 6. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, washing each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. And uh, for ce- there was like ceremonial cleansings and washings. I don't think we've talked a lot about that, but they had these big jars because kind of had to be ritually clean. And, and you had a bunch because it was, you know, a large wedding, and big stone jar, uh, th- things. And Jesus says to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw, uh, draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. You know, in other words, you know, most people kind of serve the good stuff first and bring out the cheap stuff. You, know, you have really good hors d'oeuvres and then you have some stuff to fill you up later at the end of the, uh, <laughs> end, of, end, end of things. And, uh, and then it says this in verse 11, what Jesus did here in Canaan and Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. And after this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother uh, and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed there for a few days. So here's like the awkward thing. So Jesus' first big miracle is contributing wine to a big party. Does that, does, does that seem like what you would expect? I mean, if you, when you launch something new like a business today, what do we do? We do like social media campaigns, big launch parties, uh, you know, you, you kind of, it's like kind of something kind of big and, you know, meaningful. Uh, so Jesus is, is to go to a small hick town and supply a lot of wine. And, and it's a lot. I, you, I mean, six large jars, you know, it's really you're talking um, 20 to 30 gallons for each like think container so it's 120 to 180 gallons be like three to four bathtubs full uh 16 to 23 kegs uh different different estimates 600 to 900 bottles of wine so jesus first big miracle <laughs> is, is to reveal his glory is to um just you know real his divine glory is to save us from a catering disaster uh <laughs> and, it, and it's funny because then you know um there's all these debates in in new testament studies whether the wine is alcoholic and where it gets confusing is the the greek word for wine is like the same as that would be for grape juice so then you can argue all kinds of things and i mean oh my gosh i have been in long debates that have lasted for 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 really long times about this and everything i've gotten to the point in my 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 life where i just don't feel like arguing anymore um (laughs) anyway but i think sometimes in our arguments over whether the wine had alcohol in it or not and depending on what kind of tradition you're from you might argue one way or the other uh, or if you're not from any tradition you didn't even know this was a debate until today uh, you maybe you're not worried about it I, I think they're all kind of missing the point the point is you know wine in the bible is this, this symbol for joy and we we, we miss the, the, the miracle, because we're arguing about all these little things, and, and the miracle is it's not just a catering disaster that gets thwarted, and so some small town wedding can go off well, and God's glory is revealed in that, but, but really the point is, you know, God's grace is abundant, 
And it's, it's, it's enough for all. And there's this clearing of the, you know, the clearing of the temple follows this, too, if you, if you were to, to, to read through the, uh, and, you know, uh, the court of the, if you, have you ever heard, you know, you know, the, the, the whole story of the clearing of the temple, um, you know, for, forever, you know, we, we, like in the, what was it, like the 90s, it was like, what would Jesus do? That was like a big thing with youth groups. Anybody was in youth groups, it was WWJD. I still have like WWJD bracelets and stuff. Anybody remember that stuff? Anyone? Get, you, you, that was like the thing, you know, and uh, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a pastor who I really admired. I, I would always go, you know, what would Jack do? I would never call him Jack to his face because I really respected him and he was Pastor Steph, but I would be like, what would Jack do? Because he was so godly, but I get it, you know. Anyway, so, you know, the, you know, what would Jesus do? And, you know, we, that was like a big challenging thing when I was a youth pastor back then. What would Jesus do? And we do. We really want to do what Jesus do. But, you know, the clearing of the temple, Jesus walks in, he starts flipping over tables. So when people say act like Jesus, I just remind them that sometimes flipping over tables is an option. But if, but if you were to read the story of the temple, Jesus comes in, he's flipping over tables, you know, and he, he's upset because what should have been a house of prayer, which should have been a house uh, for a place for all people to come, they crowded with a bunch of tables selling stuff. They, they, and they, they were cheating people as they got in there. And so instead of being a place where all nations, the Gentiles could come in, it, it, it became a, a big, and I, again, I always think of, and I know we've gone in more detail at times uh, on, on, this, on this story, but you know, I, I always picture like when you go to a, like a, a stadium and they're charging like $20 for a hot dog, you know, and you're like, what? You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. You had, to, you had to buy your sacrifices there. They're ripping off. And again, they took the place of the people who should be there because they had to do it in, in, inside. And you know, ultimately, you know, Jesus comes, he fulfills the, the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, uh, all the law there, and it really foreshadows what he's about to do. He's about to bring grace to everybody, and there's this tension throughout the whole gospel when we read it, because if you're in church today, there's a good chance you've heard some of the story, right? Like, like, like I don't know if you know, but Easter, we celebrate Jesus, you know, he goes to the cross, he dies for us, he rises on Easter morning. Spoiler alert. Like, you, you've probably heard this story, though, if you've been in church much, or, or you Googled it right now when I was talking about it. I don't know. But uh, you know, there's this, you know, we know where this story is headed. Uh, and, and really, that's why this whole season is, is a time to sort of step back from our normal lives, take a look at who Jesus is, and celebrate the fact that he gives us new life when we put our faith and our trust in him. Uh, and this wine and this celebration at Cana remind us that this ultimate fulfillment is someday coming. His grace is going to be lavished, and he's bringing more joy than we can imagine. Uh, the Bible is an interesting book, and for so many ways, uh, so many things. But if you really think about it, it's like there's, there's, there's a couple weddings in between, but it's sort of, there's, there, the whole story of the Bible is bookended by like two weddings. Because in the, you know, the beginning, there's Adam and Eve, and so there's kind of like the first wedding, if you will. <laughs> uh, and, and so there's people. But then the second big wedding, uh, well, it's not the second, but the last, uh, is the they call it the marriage supper of the Lamb. And in the book of Revelation, it says, uh, you know, uh, 
Then I heard what seemed to be a great multitude, like the roar of mighty, many waters and the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, Hallelujah for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Uh, and then down a little further it says, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. And so there's this, ultimately, we, we call this, this final event of history, the, the marriage supper of the Lamb. And the wine in the celebration of Cana reminded that ultimately, fulfillment is coming. Jesus is coming to fulfill the law. Jesus is coming so that we can have new life. And, and there's ultimately, it's not just about wine at a party somewhere, but it, it's a symbol of something much more. Jesus provides an abundance. Uh, Jesus provides wine in abundance. And Jesus provides forgiveness to us in abundance. And, and when we put our faith in him, we can be changed. When our faith is in him, we will be changed. We can live differently because the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us and changes us and makes us, us someone new. Uh, and the good news that we celebrate this Easter season is, is that when we put our faith and our trust in him, he lavishes forgiveness upon us. So come and see this Easter season as we explore these, these signs that point to something much more.